0: Amen. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. So excited about being part of Youth Conference. Um, and, um, and this is exciting. Look at all these young people out here and even up here. Um, I get excited in this, in this environment right here uh, about the potential in the room. This is a big deal right here. And, uh, oh, and I want to say, too, just to add on to what Brother Gaddis said about uh, the Heartland experience. I mean, all the things that Heartland is, I'm what. What he mentioned are absolutely true, Um, but I just want to say maybe number five is Southwest Baptist Church. Um, The experience that you get uh, at Southwest Baptist Church under the preaching of Pastor Jason Gaddis and to see how a church um, that uh, runs like a church ought to run and this kind of spirit. I'm telling you, what made the biggest difference in the two years, actually really in the four years that I was in Bible college, um, was the first Sunday I walked into, into Southwest Baptist Church and heard that choir sing, and I thought, this is where God wants me to be, right here. And, uh, and I grew, under, at that time, under, under Brother Sam Davison's ministry. I'm telling you, it, it, Southwest Baptist Church is a good reason. And I know you come from great churches, and I'm thankful for your churches. Um, but if you come to Heartland, you'll be in a great church. And uh, I'm thankful for the leadership of Brother Gaddis, for the opportunity to preach. Uh, you know, Youth Conference is a big deal for me um, and uh, it, for our own family. One of our, our daughters got saved at Youth Conference uh, right here on this campus. Uh, our daughters, we have a couple that have surrendered to God in big ways um, at Youth Conference. And, uh, and I look around the room and I think, if every young person in this room will say yes to God this week, what might happen in the United States of America and around the world? And I, would just want to, I just want to ask if you will right now in your heart say, God, whatever you speak to me about, I say yes to. If you'll do that, I'm telling you, this will be a great week. And uh, I'm also appreciative of getting to, uh, to preach with Pastor Hardy. And uh, God knit our hearts as when I was a college student right here and uh, got to work together for a number of years. And I'm thankful that he's bringing the messages on gender this week. It may not be uh, the series that a lot of young people would have thought they, they want. But I'm telling you, it's a series you need. And it is a series that I think it's for such a time as this. Um, in our culture, in our country, that's, an, that's some of the most important material that you'll hear. And uh, I, I hope that you'll pay attention to that preaching this week. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, once you find it, go ahead and stand And I'll try to be mindful of the time uh, this morning. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, very familiar text and a familiar story to you, I'm sure, to many of you. And yet I want to bring out a truth today that I think will be a help to us, um, to you specifically as young people. Genesis chapter 3, and we'll read the first um, eight verses here. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says... And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. We'll look more at the story as we go. I'm going to stop right there, but I want you to think about the setting Things were great for Adam and Eve at the beginning. Things were great in the garden for Adam and Eve when things started. God even looked at it all and said, this is good. And and this morning, though, I want to preach to you about the importance of listening to the right voices. Because things were great until another voice showed up. And young person, I want you to understand, you can have a life that God is pleased with. You can have a life that God blesses. But if you don't learn to filter the voices, you're going to make the wrong choices. I want to look at that this morning, that thought today. The importance of the voices that you give a hearing to today. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Father, we need you. I need you. I pray that you call my spirit. I pray that you'd help me to convey this truth. And I pray that you'd help every young person this morning. The most important thing is the softness, the readiness of the hearts in this room here today. I pray that you would soften the soil and help it to be ready to, be, to have seed planted. Lord, that you'd do a great work in our midst today. And help us to be willing to submit to whatever truth your Holy Spirit reveals to us through your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I think I know the response to this, but say amen if you've ever done something and in the middle of it you're thinking, this was a bad idea. Amen. amen. Okay. I, I, I figured we would have pretty good feedback on that. Uh, when I was in, in third grade, I was probably a lot, a lot like most young boys in that I was adventurous, I liked to play outside, we went outside when we were kids. I don't know if that's something that still happens anymore. We went and played with our, I was playing with our neighbor kids outside in my, in my, uh, of my front yard. And, and I had um, one of those Tonka, those yellow Tonka trucks. Now this is when they were men toys, okay? They were made of metal, not plastic. <laughs> right, if you have toys that, that don't give you tetanus, you need to trade them all in. Tonka troy, t- truck made of metal, and and we got this great idea that if that a Tonka truck is similarly or closely shaped to the shape of a skateboard. So my friends, they dared me to get on my Tonka truck and ride it like a skateboard. Seems like a great idea. I got on the truck and started going. And my friends, my, my newly found fan base, was saying, Am- amazing. Look at him go. He's like Tony Hawk. I mean, speeding down the road. And I went faster and I went faster. But one thing I forgot about dump trucks is they were designed to dump. <laughs> so as I'm riding along, I leaned back a little bit too far and the truck dumped and my foot planted in the ground and stopped moving and my body did not, (laughs) snapped my ankle. So I'm on my hands and knees in a prostrate position and crying, crawling up the street. And all of my friends that had been encouraging me just two minutes before were walking along in silence like a funeral procession. (laughs) Nobody bothered to go to my house. Nobody bothered to help me. No, they just watched me crawl in agony and misery to my house. Ne- the ne- very next year, same day, we had a rope swing in our backyard. <laughs> and this rope swing, I had many hours on this rope swing, and my friend was over, and he was saying, higher, Jason, higher. So I swung higher than I've ever been before, and, and he was cheering me on, and I was excited about um, higher ground and all the things that I was at. Ha- and so, but what I didn't realize is that Um, You know, ropes aren't permanently in trees. And this rope decided to come out of the tree. I was about 8 or 10 feet or 30 maybe off the ground when the rope came out of the tree and now I'm parallel to the ground staring at it. And what I didn't realize is that arms weren't meant to break or fall from that distance. Same day as the year before, put my arms out, landed on the ground, broke both of my arms. So for six weeks, my dad and I got as close as we've ever been. You're catching on, aren't you? Both arms, same, next year, exact same day. No, just kidding, no, that's that's it. I think we all know what it's like to make bad choices. We've all made bad choices. When you were a kid, the, the consequences of your bad choices aren't as nearly long-term. But you're getting a little bit older. And let me just tell you this. Your choices are getting more serious now. And, and, I mean, you're, and very soon, and some of you are right there right now, your choices are bigger than ch- Chick-fil-A or Taco Bell. I mean, that's a big choice. But, some, but right now, some of you are in the midst of life, in the season of life, Where your choices are this, am I going to stay in church after I graduate? Your choices right now are, is this person that I'm having a relationship with right now going to help me in my walk with God or not? Those are the choices that you're coming to young person. The older you get, the more important your choices get, the bigger the consequences become. And sometimes growing up makes you say, I don't want any more choices. I'm tired of the choices. But I'm telling you, they don't go away. They get more and more significant the older you get. See, understand this. God made you. He designed you to make choices. He gave Adam and Eve a simple choice. He said, you can either do things my way and obey, or you can do things your way and disobey. And we know based on Genesis chapter 2, to do things God's way was that you just dress and keep the garden and don't eat of that one tree. And he said, but if you do things your way, things will not go well for you and you will die. So that's the choice. And honestly, seems pretty simple, doesn't it? I mean, think about Adam's option. Number one, take care of a beautiful garden. It's paradise. Eat your fill of all these delicious fruit trees throughout the garden. Enjoy perfect weather. I believe there were no insects or mosquitoes in that day because it was a perfect environment. And best of all, Adam, if you'll just do what I say, you can live the rest of your life with the most beautiful woman on the face of the planet. The only... But it still fits. I mean, she was the most beautiful woman on the face of the earth. Option number two, eat of that one tree and die. I mean, think about it. That was Adam and Eve's choice. And we know where the choice led them. And so people probably sometimes think, why would God give them that choice? Well, by giving man the choice to sin, God was giving man the choice to love him. He doesn't want robots. He wants you to choose him. He wants you to love him. And, and so it wasn't unfair for God to put them in that position. He simply wanted to have a relationship where mankind chose him. And the fact that, that God gave them a choice is evidence that he wants a relationship with all of us. And, and some choices are hard, I know. Like some choices are kind of like the would you rather game. You ever play the would you rather game that, you know, would you rather spend uh, the rest of your life alone or would you rather spend it with surrounded by the kids in your youth group right now? Don't answer that, okay? When my son was little, he didn't really understand the concept of would you rather. And one time we were doing scenarios and he said, would you rather have a thousand needles stuck in your eye or be stuck in an elevator with Pastor Hardy? And we were like, Jason, <laughs> that's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> okay, definitely we'd rather be stuck in an elevator with Pastor Hardy, okay? Just so you know, that's how we answered it. <laughs> so some, some would you rather's are hard because there's two hard choices. That's, this isn't one of them. Yeah. It's like you obey God, live a perfect life, or you eat of this one tree and you die. God gave, gave him a choice that should have been easy, but listen, not all choices are easy. There's, they may be simple, but they're not easy. I mean, think about the irony of our story. They had one rule, one rule. And a lot of young people man, you're raised and right now you're thinking all the Christian life is, is rules. I have all of these rules and this and that, and it never ends, but that's not the way God designed it. He gave them one rule to start with. He said, this is all I want from you. You just obey this one rule and everything else is available to you. All of the other trees, everywhere else you want to go, that's it. And I want you to notice too that even in a perfect environment, Adam and Eve blew it. A lot of young people, when you make wrong choices, you're looking for people to blame. But even in a perfect environment, if Adam and Eve messed up in a perfect environment, then then it's your responsibility if you make wrong choices, you can't blame your choices on the way that you were raised or on your environment. You make your own choices. That's something you learn the older you get. You, you, you are responsible. So here's the choice. God gave them a simple choice, but something happened that complicated it because another voice showed up. And at this point, the only voice Adam and Eve had ever heard was God's voice. And God's voice said, follow me. And they said, okay. Okay. God's voice said, fellowship with me. And they said, okay. God's voice said, take care of the garden. They said, okay. They, God's voice said, eat what you want. And they said, yes, sir. God said, take, stay away from that one tree. And they said, fine. God said, live forever in peace. He said, yes, we will. And then here comes Satan. In verse 1 of our text, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and right away this other voice comes and he's he's competing with God's voice because he comes saying one thing and he said I, hath God said so here's another voice and he's trying to cast doubt on God's voice of truth Look down at verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So here comes Satan and he's speaking in a different voice and he's the father of lies. He's very good at making lies sound like the truth. And young person, I think this is a picture of many of our, your lives right now. You were created for fellowship with God. You were designed to walk with God. You were made to know God. You were made to live a life that God blesses. But the choice to follow God has become complicated because your life is full of all of these countless other voices. I want to illustrate this uh, for you today. And I'm going to have Brother Rob Kitchen, a missionary to Germany. I needed somebody with a booming voice. If you've heard Brother Rob preach or sing, He's got a booming voice. And Brother Rob is going to represent God today. And uh, I'm, I need a young person, Nathan, right? You get it right? For some reason, I'm doubting it. Nathan Pyle, um, I'm going to have you come, and you're going to represent the average teenager, okay? I need you just to come stand maybe on the second, the second step down and face Brother Rob, okay? So uh, this, is, this is a picture of our life. Um, Brother Rob Kitchen represents God in our life, and Nathan represents the average teenager. Now, if, if the only voice that Nathan hears is God's, it's pretty simple to pick it out, isn't it? Brother Rob, would you just say, follow me, just follow me, follow me, follow me. Go ahead. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Okay, no, just stay here, stay right here. Teenagers overthink everything. (laughs) So just raise your hand if you can. As long as you can hear him, raise your hand. Okay, go ahead. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Okay, good. That's pretty good. Uh, And and if that's the only voice in your life, it's pretty easy to hear God's voice, isn't it? Unfortunately, you have other voices in your life that are competing with God's voice in your life. So everybody on this side, this is the center aisle, Um, I I want you to represent then um, in our story today, I want you to represent uh, social media. Okay, now social media, so you're going to say, listen to me. Okay, are you ready? Here we go, over and over. Listen Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Okay, good. Yeah, my choir training came in handy here. Um, Over here, we're going to have friends, this side of the room. And I want you to say, I'm 16, hear my wisdom. Okay, alright, here we go. Ready? I 16 hear my I 16, okay, good. Okay, so as long as God's voice is the only one you're hearing, it's pretty easy to pick it out. Go ahead, brother Rob. Follow me. Follow me. But Follow me. we have other voices we introduce. keep going, Brother Rob. We have other voices that we introduce. Are you ready? Here we go. Listen to me. Me. Ready? Here we go. Okay, okay, so what I'm going to have Nathan do is, and I need you to pick it up a little bit, all right, okay, right now you're going to follow me, okay, let's hear it, all right, so Nathan, I want you to put your hand up and close your eyes and don't fall down the steps, okay, so Brother Rob, I want you to start, and as soon as you, you're struggling to hear his voice, I want you to put it down, okay, ready, go ahead. Okay, okay, all right, okay. So you put your hand down pretty quick, didn't you? Why? You couldn't hear his voice. Young person, God's voice, if that's the only voice that you're listening to, it's easy to hear, but you've got all kinds of voices that are complicating what you're hearing. Brother Rob, would you say, I mean, you knew, God wants you to walk with him. He wants you to fellowship with him. Brother Rob, would you say, walk with me? Your phone is saying, "Scroll through me." Ready? Scroll through me. Scroll through me. Scroll through me. Your body's saying, "Stay in bed." Okay. Okay. let close your eyes. Hand up. Okay. Go ahead, Brother Rob. Okay. We're gonna keep going. God wants you to surrender your life to him this week. And God's voice through his word says, "Give me your life." Close your eyes Nathan, let's go ahead and start. Give me your life. 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 But yourself says, "Make lots of money." Make lots of money. Make lots of money. Make lots of money. And the culture says, "Follow your dreams." You getting it? You know, for some of you this week, you know what God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you about? He says, I want you to be saved. I want you to place your faith in me this week. It, it's time for you just to humble yourself and admit that you're a sinner and come to me by faith and be saved. So God is saying, now's the time. But your pride is saying they'll laugh at me. And Satan says, You have time. God is saying about your purity, My plan is to wait. But the internet is saying, Look at me. And that relationship is saying, but I love you. 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 The young person you've just witnessed, the reason some of you are not making the right choices in your life. Listen, the average person now touches their phone 2,600 times a day. It's almost a million times a year. The average teenager is on their phone for seven hours a day. And the ads are saying, try me. And the videos are saying, watch me. And the, and the music is saying, listen to me. And the posts are saying, like me. And Instagram is saying, scroll. And be real is saying, be fake right now. <laughs> and all of these things are vying for your attention. Your friends are saying, hang out with me. Sin is saying, enjoy me. And here's your problem, you can't listen to the other voices in your life and continue to make the choices that God wants you to make. Thank you, Brother Rob and Nathan. Let's give them a hand for helping us with that. Listen, so you say, well, what difference does this make? Here's the difference it makes. I'm going to give you three takeaways this morning. If you want to make the right choices, you've got to listen to the right voices. And some of you are making bad choices right now. And you've come to youth conference this week, and you look the part in the youth group, but your attitude stinks. And your spirit is bad, and everything your youth pastor says is an eye roll for you. And right now, you're, you left your parents at home, and your relationship with your parents is not good. Everything they say to you, you have something to say back to them. And the rules that they placed in your life. You're breaking them. You're sneaking around. Your communication on your phone is shameful. Your conversations with your friends are wrong. You're making one bad choice after another bad choice. And your problem, though, young person, you can try to fix your choices all you want, but until you change your voices, get ready to continue to make bad choices. Because it's your voices that are your problem. For some of you, it's your friends and you've got school friends that your church friends don't know about and those are the ones you're listening to. But it can happen in a youth group as well. They've got young people in the youth group that sit in the back and slouch in their chair and have something to say under their breath. Those are the ones you're listening to when you should be sitting up front and supporting whatever the youth pastor is doing and saying, I'm all in, but you're not because you're listening to the wrong voices. You've got a boyfriend or you've got a girlfriend and you think that relationship is the one that God is going to lead you into as you become an adult. But I'm telling you, I've, I've been around very few relationships between high schoolers that I thought, okay, this is good for them. I know you don't want to hear that, but I'm just saying, when, here's the problem. It may not be that they're a bad person and it may not be that you're a bad person, but most young people are too young to continue to let God's voice be the primary voice in their life when they have a girlfriend or boyfriend. And it may not be that you're doing wrong, but I'm telling you this, when you are too young to have a relationship, then primarily your life becomes about that other person. And you're not ready for that. And it's time for youth groups to stop, uh, to stop being dating societies and just follow God until you're ready and mature enough to actually marry somebody your culture, you bought the lie uh, that, uh, that your truth is what matters the most. And you've exchanged, as we heard last night from Romans 1, you've exchanged God's truth for a lie, which is exactly what Adam and Eve did right here in Genesis chapter 3. They said, no, I believe that my truth is better than God's truth. And listen, you can say all day, I'm going to change my choices. I'm going to change my choices. But until you change your voices, you're going to keep making the wrong choices. Takeaway number two is this. The wrong voices never deliver on their promises. The wrong voices never deliver on their promises. Satan said, you'll be like God, he said. But think about what actually happened. I mean, look at verse 7. Think about all the firsts for Adam and Eve once they disobeyed. Verse 7, the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. For the first time ever, they felt shame because they listened to the wrong voice. Look at verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. If you make the wrong choices, you'll be separated from God for the first time ever, they were separated in their relationship with God. Look down in verse ten. He said, "I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid." For the first time ever, they felt fear. In verses twelve and thirteen, they start blaming each other. We could go on and on in this list of consequences because Adam and Eve listened to the wrong voices. And worst of all, in verse nineteen, it says, "In the sweat of thy face thou shalt be, thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground." The worst consequence of all, when they listen to the wrong voice, is they immediately, spiritually, they died. Eventually, they died physically. And because of their sin, they had to be separated from the perfect garden forever. And you know what I wonder? As, as they're being driven out of the garden, they're going from this place where everything was absolutely perfect, where everything was great... And they're walking slowly out of the garden. I wonder if they're looking back, looking for the serpent and saying, "This is nothing like he said it would be." This is this is not what the voice promised. See, the voices, the wrong voices never deliver on the promises they make. They're good at making promises. They say, I'll do this and you'll be happy. Go here and have fun. Look at this. You'll be content. But the only way, the only thing the wrong voices ever deliver is regret. Disobedience never brings you the freedom you thought it would. Rebellion never feels as good as you thought it would be. Impurity always leads to shame. And listen, what God gave Adam and Eve was way better than the opposing voice offered. They could have stayed in a perfect garden forever. But an opposing voice cost them everything. And some of you have come this week and you've got major resentment. Listen, I want to. this is important. You've got major resentment in your life toward the voices of truth in your life. And some of you, how many of you were raised in church by godly parents? Okay, raise your hand. That's a good part of the room. I'm not saying everybody's from that situation. But here's what I'm observing in this next generation. Is the more rules, the greater opportunity for resentment and bitterness toward the rules. And you've come and you've got this resentment in your heart toward the things that you've been given as a second generation Christian. And you're mad about it. You're angry about it. You're resentful about it. Listen, Adam and Eve looked at what God had told them. And they they said, okay, what God has offered is this, but there's something better out there. What they didn't realize. See, they they started viewing God's truth as a chain that was binding them. And they thought, if I can break free from the chains... I'll get something better. But if you read Genesis 3, you find out breaking free from the chains of God's truth actually led them to more bondage. And we need young people that stop viewing. Listen, if your parents have raised you in a strict environment, they've got rules for your life, you've got to stop viewing that as a chain and start viewing it as an anchor. See, if you're a boat and you cast an anchor, that anchor doesn't keep you from floating and enjoying all of the ocean. No, it protects you from the dangers that are out there. And some of you right now, you view the rules in your life as chains that you've got to break free from when you ought to view the things that your parents and your youth pastor have placed in your life as an anchor that protects you from the dangers of the culture. Instead of trying to break free from the chains, Why don't you this morning say, I'm thankful that I have people in my life that love me enough to give me anchors instead of casting them off. Listen, when you have the wrong voices, listen, if you want to make the right choices, you've got to listen to the right voices. Number two, the wrong voices never deliver on their promises. But number three, no choice can undo the truth that God has chosen you. No choice can undo the truth that God has chosen you. Look down at verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt, shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. That's the serpent's curse Verse 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. And you say, what in the world does that mean? Well, we've just in God's word gotten the first reference to his promise of redemption through Jesus Christ. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross and redeem them so they could be restored to himself again. Listen, sin cost them everything, but God already had a plan. Here's the amazing part. God loves us so much that he also made a choice. And while you're out making choices to disobey and run away from God and his truth in your life, understand from before the foundation of the world... God chose you. He chose to send His Son as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And and listen, you may be making all the wrong choices, but none of those choices undo the truth that God has chosen you for salvation. And you say, well, that sounds pretty Calvinistic. I'm not a Calvinist. I don't believe that God sends anybody to hell. They have to make the choice to reject God. But what I am saying is God has chosen everybody. Whether or not you choose him in return is your choice to make. But listen, he, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want anybody in this room to walk away without choosing him. It doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter how bad your choices are. It doesn't matter how checkered your past has been. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. God loves you and he already chose you. And the reason that you've come this morning and you're not saved is not because God won't let you. It's because you have chosen not to humble yourself and admit that you're a sinner and place your faith in Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, whatever you brought in here this morning, no matter how bad it looks, God chose you. And if you will choose him, you can be saved today. And in a group this size, I believe there are probably those who've come And you don't know if you died today that you'd be on your way to heaven. I'm telling you, you're not exempted from God's love. He loves you. He already chose you. Listen, you can't do anything to make him love you anymore. You also can't do anything to make him love you any less. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he has chosen, he wants you to be saved. And you've come this morning and say, I'm I'm new to all this. It doesn't matter if you're new, all you have to do is humble yourself. Admit that you're a sinner. Place your faith in Jesus Christ this morning. Repent of your sin and say, no, my sin is the reason I can't get into heaven. But Jesus Christ paid for my sin. God chose you to be saved. Listen, for every person in this room, this is true too. God has chosen you to follow him. He has big plans for your life. But if you continue to listen to the wrong voices, you'll miss all of them. God has a big plan for you. He's chosen you. Listen, if you, argue, if you go to public school, I can say there's confidence. God has chosen you to make a difference in the people you're around. He chose you, and maybe he put you there. He ordained it so that you would be in that school at this time, and he wants you to make a difference, and you have one shot at it. If you listen to the wrong voices, you're going to miss your window. God wants you to make a difference and lead in your youth group. And by the way, shame on you if you're one of the opposing voices for the other kids in your youth group. And God's saying, do this, do this, and you're the one back in the back saying, no, don't do that. No, if you want to be cool, you got to be like us. No, shame on you if that's your attitude toward, toward your influence in your youth group. God has chosen you to make a difference in your generation. I'm telling you, as Brother Hardy mentioned last night, you know, there's a generation above you that's probably too old to really get through to your generation God put you here at this time for a purpose. And he wants you to make a difference. He has called you to it. And it doesn't matter if you say, well, I'm not called to ministry. No, we're all called to represent God to a lost and dying world. If you listen to the wrong voices, you'll miss on on that too. God's called some of you to to give your life to the full-time ministry. And you say, well, I've got all these other plans. And no, you're listening to other voices. I'm not saying God has called every young person to the ministry, I, but I do know, I believe with all my heart, there is someone here that God does want to give their life to the full-time gospel ministry, but you're convinced by the other voices that money matters more. You're convinced that that career that you have a big plan for is better than God's plan for your life. But listen, as we go through all these scenarios, you apply it like you need to. I just want to remind you, as Adam and Eve walked out of the garden, they weren't thinking, oh, this was a better plan than God's. No, the voice that they listened to took away all the opportunities that God had created them for, but it took God to redeem them. In other words, your choices may have cost you, but I'm telling you this, your choices cost God more. He sent Jesus Christ to die for you, and if you're a child of God today and you're living for yourself, when you think, I'm going to do my own thing, I just want you to think about the cross. God loves you so much, he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. He bought your life. Who are we to listen to the wrong voices and say, I want to do my own thing? And is it time to get rid of the noise? And you've been struggling for a long time to make the right choices. Maybe you need to replace some friends and replace them with voices that represent truth in your life. Maybe you need to delete that app. It's keeping you from purity. Or maybe even better yet, get rid of that phone If you can't control it. Cut off maybe a relationship that's not helping your walk with God. Listen, we are talking about either enjoying the blessings of God or missing out on them. And if you don't get rid of the noisy voices, you're going to make the wrong choices. And you're going to miss out on all the blessings God has for your life trying to help you prevent be preventing that in your life and it's time for some of you to get rid of some of the noise and put yourself back in a position to hear God's truth again here's what here's where you need to start you need to start opening your Bible again in the mornings and I don't care how much you read just make what you read matter it's not a checklist. No, you're, you need God to speak into your life again. You need God's truth in your life again. There's so much noise. Maybe it's time for some of you, the older you get, you've been less faithful to church, or you have a job, or you're in sports, and it's competing with God's voice in your life. And it's time for you to prioritize God in your life and say, no, God first, I'm going to be in church. And not only that, young person, when you go to church, sit up. Take a Bible, take notes, do whatever it takes. Because if you don't allow God's truth to impact your life, you'll continue to make the wrong choices. And if you continue to make the wrong choices, you're going to miss out on all the blessings that God has for you. Those small decisions have a big impact on the other end. Everybody these days about canceling people. If they hear Pastor Hardy's message from last night, they're going to cancel Pastor Hardy. Good. That means we're doing something right. Jesus told his brothers, the world can't hate you. You're not doing anything. Maybe it's time for some of you to cancel the voices. That are, help, that are keeping you from making the right choices. It's time for you to say, no, I'm done with those voices. I'm going to put myself in a position. I'm going to attach myself to my youth pastor if that's what it takes. I'm going to put myself in a position with my pastor to stay accountable to him so that I can make the right choices so I don't miss out on God's blessing for my life. Listen, you need to come clean about some bad choices you've been making. Maybe you need to call your parents when we get out of here. Maybe you need to talk to your youth pastor, make things right with somebody in your youth group. And at the very least, young person hit an altar this morning and say, I've been making bad choices because of the voices and I need to come clean and confess my sin before God. Because sure, you need to deal with the voices, but if you don't confess your choices, then that's still a problem. Maybe you need to make some choices right this morning. Maybe you need to let God's choice to love you drive you to choose him he loves you with an everlasting love he loves you more than anybody could ever love you you can't do anything to make him love you anymore you can't do anything to make him love you any less he loves you as much as anybody could possibly love so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for you maybe you need to choose to place your faith in Jesus Christ this morning you've come and said I've been faking it for a long time And I need to be saved. Or I've never placed my faith in Jesus. I need to be saved. And right now, listen, there's a voice. It's the Holy Spirit. It's nothing spooky. It's the Holy Spirit illuminating God's word this morning. It's called conviction. And right now, you have a chance to practice what we just preached. You either listen to the voice of truth or you allow the voices of doubt and fear and embarrassment convince you to do something else. But if God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking through his word to you this morning, submit to that voice, and I'm telling you, you will not regret that choice. Some of you need to surrender your life. You've been holding on to your dreams and your plans and these things that you love But the God of heaven chose you, died for you, redeemed your life. It is not your own. Why are you holding on to these things that don't belong to you? Maybe just in following God. And you love God and you're doing pretty well. But there's a couple of voices that are getting louder in your life. And it's time to get rid of those voices. And plant yourself back under God's voice under his truth, and say, no, I want the life God wants me to live. I want the blessings God has for me. I need to protect my heart from the voices that are getting a little bit too loud in my life. Listen, young person, if you want to avoid the regret of making the wrong choices, it's time to start listening to the right voices. I'm not going to do this, but I wanted to reverse it. Set everything back up with Brother Rob and Nathan. Start out with all the voices. And then slowly pull back one section at a time. Pull back one section at a time until it's just God's voice and a teenager. To illustrate to you that it's possible for you to get back to where God's voice is the loudest one in your life. But you're gonna to have to make that choice. If you want the blessings of a life that God promises, you've gotta get rid of some voices or you will keep making the wrong choices. Every head bowed, every eye closed,